Indiana has a chance to remain unbeaten this season, but they're going to face a very intriguing, very interesting Western Kentucky team. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, September 15th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Western Kentucky is both a familiar foe and one that um, IU fans probably don't know a ton about. It's a team that IU traditionally has played a decent amount uh, in the non-conference slate, but not a team that you really pay attention to outside of the one-time uh, every couple of years you play them. It's an intriguing uh, game for Indiana. So let's take a look at who Western Kentucky is this year. Try to get a better sense of what type of team Indiana is going to be coming up against on Saturday. For one, Western Kentucky is 2-0 this season. Uh, but they faced Austin P. Uh, won 38-27 in week one. They faced Hawaii, won 49-17 in week two. Um, neither of those teams are very good, if I'm being pretty blunt about it. Austin P is an FCS team, um, like Idaho, if you kind of want to compare opponents between Western Kentucky and Indiana. Both Idaho, Austin P are FCS teams. SP Plus, which we reference a fair amount from Bill Connolly at ESPN, uh, he does rank the FCS teams. Austin P is ranked 7th. Idaho is ranked 51st. Make of that what you will. If you really want to compare results and the teams they played, um, as I said, Western Kentucky beat Austin P uh, 38-27. It was a game that um, they led throughout, but Austin P kept it close throughout. So uh, it was as close as 21-20. After a field goal from Austin P, um, kind of midway through the third quarter, so they did maybe struggle with them a little bit in the first game of the season. But it's not like IU didn't struggle with Idaho. Uh, we spent a couple of days talking about that on Monday and Tuesday, so uh, you can kind of compare there. Now the other game on both team schedules is vastly different. Illinois is sixty third on SP Plus. Illinois is a kind of a middle of the road potential bowl team in the Big Ten. Hawaii for Western Kentucky is arguably the worst team in college football this season among FBS teams. Uh, and, I mean, Western Kentucky did win 49-17, to but that is a dreadful team. Hawaii lost 63-10 to to Vanderbilt, 49-17 to uh, Western Kentucky, and 56-10 to against Michigan last week. So I don't know that you can really take a lot from them playing Hawaii. They won. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't a necessarily a close game, as the scoreline would indicate, though. Uh, it was just 28-10 until the fourth quarter when uh, Western Kentucky scored three times to add some cushion to that. So what if you want to compare, fine. You're kind of splitting hairs a little bit. What's clear is that Indiana represents a pretty sizable jump 
and uh, the level of competition that Western Kentucky is facing uh, this season. IU has its faults, but they are the best team. Western Kentucky uh, will yet play. And outside of playing Auburn uh, on November 19th, IU might be the argue, arguably the best team to play all season. Um, so this is a notable jump for them. So IU has a chance here, has a very good chance here of going 3-0. and Now, uh, the caveat is that if we're talking about SP+, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow as well, SP+, predicts Western Kentucky to win this game. Western Kentucky is ranked higher than Indiana in SP+. It's one ranking. It is based on kind of numbers and algorithms. So I do. I personally put a, some weight to it, but it is just one ranking. Western Kentucky is 66th. Indiana is 81st. Illinois 63rd. So that gives you a reference point of at least right now where Western Kentucky falls uh, in comparison to a, another opponent IU has played. This early in the season, it's kind of wonky. I, I don't know. I don't put it, and I've said this before. This isn't a cop-out. I said this last season. I don't put a ton into really any ranking this early in the season. There's a lot of projection. There's a lot of weird early season games. Um, you need a bigger sample size. So I'm not really sure what to make of this team. And so let's take a deeper look at what their offense looks like, what their defense looks like. See if that will give us some answers as to what type of team Western Kentucky is heading into Saturday. Before we do that, though, Bet Online uh, is today one of today's sponsors, and they're your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest uh, football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, college football, obviously. Now, Indiana on BetOnline is a six-point favorite in this one. Again, it's it's kind of hard to tell um, what how good this Indiana team is how good this Western Kentucky team is. So I don't know that I would advise you to do anything unless you're feeling uh, really good about maybe plus 200 on the Western Kentucky money line. If you're concerned about what Indiana did in that first half last week, I don't know that I'd blame you. So uh, if that's something you're looking to do, head on over to Bet Online on the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Big shout out to all of you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Your first watch every single day. I saw you guys commenting on the YouTube video uh, on Wednesday. Big shout out to all you guys. If you guys haven't already, head on over to YouTube, subscribe. Let's get that to 500 subscribers before the start of college basketball season. That's our goal we're aiming for. We can do it. Uh, if If you're listening and you're not watching, real quick, head on over there. You don't even have to hit pause. Just head on over, subscribe to the YouTube, help us out. It's just Locked On Hoosiers, simple, plain, and simple. Let's start on this Western Kentucky offense. Uh, Last season, it was as air raid of an offense as air raid offense has come. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember 
playing them in Bowling Green last season, and it was a nightmare. That was not a fun game in any way, shape, or form. The positives is that offensive coordinator Zach Kitley is gone. Uh, He uh, took a head coaching job, I believe, uh, or he's the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech, excuse me, uh, fits perfectly into the Big 12, replacing him very oddly. Three co-offensive coordinators, Ben Arbuckle, QB coach, Josh Crawford, the receivers coach, and Zach Langford, the offensive line coach. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's rare to have co-offensive coordinators with just two guys. Three guys is bizarre, if I'm being honest. So, Offensive coordinator, change. QB, change. Bailey Zapp was really good, and he caused all kinds of problems for the Hoosiers. He's on the New England Patriots now. Not shocking that he made his way to the NFL. Uh, So IU doesn't have to deal with either the offensive coordinator or the quarterback that gave IU all it could handle last season. Austin Reed is the starter this season. He won the job in camp. IU has faced a, a, a fair amount of teams, every team so far, that has had a QB battle of sorts. Uh, Austin Reed won the job. He's a little different than Zap was, maybe a little more mobile. Uh, we're not talking uh, like Idaho last week, uh, where that was a very mobile quarterback, but someone that can throw on the run a little bit, um, get out of the pocket on some bootlegs, some play actions, things like that. Statistically, Reed has thrown for 551 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions this season, completing 64.6% of his passes. He's been he's been effective. He's run 12 times for 41 yards and a score, um, but his long is only 12 yards. So he can get out of the pocket, but probably not someone you have to spy, similar to what IU ended up having to do a bit in that second half against Idaho. Uh, receiving wise, Daywood Davis is the primary guy. I'd imagine Taiwan Mullen is going to be on him a fair amount, uh, on Saturday. He has 11 catches for 202 yards and a touchdown. Malachi Corley, nine receptions. Three of those are for touchdowns, 73 total yards on the season. Jalen Hall has a trio of receptions and a touchdown. Uh, Joshua Simons only caught one pass, but it was a 47 yard touchdown. Uh, Michael Matheson has six catches for 32 yards, so they really spread the ball around. In total, there are three, six, nine, eleven guys that have caught passes. Now, a couple of those games have been blowouts. You get the second, the third stringers in there. I don't know how many of those guys are realistically rotating through, but you can expect Davis, Corley, Matheson, all those guys have six or more catches. I assume they're going to be parts of that offense a familiar name as we've mentioned i think before is your starting running back your primary running back davion irvin poindexter 24 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown through two games that more than anything gives you a sense of that how much they're going to run the ball uh just 61 carries through uh two games so 30 carries uh i guess i mean statistically it's barely fewer than um, the passes attempted, but if you want to factor in running out the clock late, garbage time, things like that, um, this is still a team, maybe not to the extent they were last year, but still a team that does most of its damage through the air. 
I mean, just looks yardage-wise, 249 rushing yards through two games uh, isn't eye-popping compared to 551 passing yards. So this is still a team that I think is going to focus on getting things done through the air, which is I I feel like a positive for Indiana with their secondary. Now, Jalen Williams had a rough outing last week. Uh, The secondary wasn't great. They were a little boomer bust. Uh, and Reed hasn't necessarily turned the ball over two interceptions in two games. Um, I mean, he, he, he can, uh, but he's thrown one in each game. Maybe IU can take advantage of that. Uh, they didn't have any takeaways last week. I'm sure certain positive, whatever you want to say. I, I know Tom Allen is, is preaching that point, uh, this week in practice. So, uh, I would not be surprised if it's a ball hawking hungry defense, that Indiana has on Saturday, uh, but it's going to be one that's tested. I, I, I'm sure Indiana's defense doesn't like the fact that they got lit up a bit last year. And there's a lot of guys that are back from that defense, especially that secondary. Tywan Mullen, Jalen Matthews, uh, Jalen Williams, Devon Matthews, uh, Noah Pierre, Josh Sanguinetti, uh, I'm sure I'm leaving some out, but all those guys were a part of the defense that just bled points last year. Cam Jones, obviously, but uh, those guys in the secondary, I would imagine a little bit of pride might kick in, and they don't want to, they don't want that to happen again. Uh, that was, I don't want to say embarrassing, but frustrating certainly last season to see how easily Western Kentucky just went down the field and scored. So. This is going to be a back and forth game. Western Kentucky is not a team that cares about time of possession. IU clearly is not a team that cares about time of possession. Both teams are going to throw the ball. Buckle in. This is going to be like a four hour game on Saturday. So uh, get your uh, grill started. Make sure you have food ready uh, because you're going to need a lunch and then a uh, maybe dinner before this one is all over. Let's look at the defense and get a sense of what, uh, the Hoosiers are coming up against what they might be able to attack for uh, against Western Kentucky on Saturday. We'll look at that here in just a moment. Uh, last season, Western Kentucky was not known for its defense. And this season, I would say that is largely still the same. Uh, last season, their defense was just there. <laughs> it felt like at times to give the offense a breather before getting back on the field, uh, and attacking. Uh, and you've kind of seen with the point totals, they've given up 27 points to an FCS team, 17 points to a Hawaii team. I didn't mention it. I wasn't kidding when they, when I said they were one of the worst teams in college football, SP plus has them 128 out of 131 teams legitimately one of the very worst teams in college football still scored 17 points on this Western Kentucky team. And that wasn't really garbage time either. They were scoring against the starters. So there is a pathway here that Indiana is going to score. And if I'm being frank, if Indiana can score against Illinois, I would really hope that they can score against Western Kentucky looking, uh, one of the things that jumped off is that they lead FBS in turnovers. They have 10, uh, seven interceptions, three fumble recoveries. Now, having said that, six of those came against Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii threw five interceptions in that game. Um, 
again, I don't I don't mean to harp on the point, but IU should have scheduled Hawaii this season instead of Cincinnati. Uh, so they do lead FBS in, in takeaways, but almost all of those came in one game. We'll see to what degree uh, that was Hawaii and to what degree that was Western Kentucky. It's an experienced secondary, uh, but we've seen that again. This is a good Western Kentucky team. It doesn't, when you've already played Illinois, that, that's kind of one of the benefits. We talked a lot about the negatives of playing Illinois at the beginning of the season. I still don't like it, but when you've seen Illinois already, that gives you a sense of, of like, these games feel a little bit easier. Now, hopefully IU isn't thinking too much like that because they damn near gave the game away last week thinking potentially how much easier Idaho was. Uh, you can blame it on the weather. You can blame it on whatever. But, I mean, this isn't a as talented a team, but it's still talented enough to beat you if you don't take them seriously. The good news, I guess, is that hopefully IU got its wake-up call, especially offensively last week, because um, that was really bad that first half. The, the the Western Kentucky defense has not been all that stout. 27 points uh, from Austin P. They had 319 yards in that game. Uh, 17 points, 360 yards from Hawaii. So those aren't low numbers. Uh, or excuse me, those aren't high numbers, but they're not low numbers. So, uh, again, IU is going to represent a step up in competition. And there's some reason to think that they could uh, – present a lot of problems for Western Kentucky. Individually, Jaquez Evans has 18 tackles to lead Western Kentucky. Three and a half sacks leads Western Kentucky as well. Uh, Will Ignant has 14. Juwan Jones has 11. These are all tackles, not sacks. Uh, When it comes to sacks, we mentioned Evans is first. Uh, Kalef Helassi has two, I, I hate doing this because I hate absolutely butchering these names, both just saying them and it almost feels disrespectful to some of these guys. Interceptions, Upton Stout and Caleb Oliver both have a pair. Stout has a touchdown, uh, so a pick six. Juwan Jones, who we mentioned, had a pick six as well for his only touchdown. BJ Wagner has an interception, so there's your six interceptions on the season. Um, so it's going to be... I mean, th- this defense has done some things, but uh, they, they've they shown that they can be attacked. They've given up 214 passing yards, 125 rushing yards this season. Uh, so we'll see if IU can find those holes and attack them. Again, that secondary is good. Uh, we mentioned even if it was five interceptions against Hawaii, it's five interceptions. At a certain point, it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. If you can pick them off five times, you have a pretty good secondary. Um, and they have a couple options on that defensive line, a couple linebackers that are going to be problems as well. So this isn't a walk in the park necessarily. It's a tougher game than Idaho. I would say it's maybe not quite as tough as Illinois, but I just going to have to show up. They can't afford to, to uh, I was going to say, punt away a first half which is kind of what they did. They uh, they gave away a first half and made it count in the third quarter. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that. Both if you give away a first half, Western Kentucky might have you down by more than 10. 
you're not going to be able to flip a switch against them quite the way they did against Idaho either. So this is going to be have to going to be a game that Indiana has to execute from start to finish, and that's going to be the case every game from here on out. There is no wiggle room if Indiana wants to go to a bowl game, and this is a must must win if Indiana is going to a bowl game. Any discussion about that has always included beating Western Kentucky because you have very little wiggle room down the line uh, in Big Ten play. So staying unbeaten in uh, this season and in non-conference play, very important on Saturday. We'll get the rest of the details to you guys about the game, some matchups, some storylines to watch, all on that in tomorrow's episode. But thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you then to get you everything you need to know about this game on Saturday. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I'll be on there today. I think the episode's going up a little bit later, so if you're listening to this in the morning, check in in the afternoon to Locked On Big Ten. Otherwise, I'm on there talking about uh, the upcoming week of action across the Big Ten. Give us a listen. Follow us, uh, Locked On Hoosiers, on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast, as I said already. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Thursday in LEO.